Hey everybody, welcome to episode 137 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all things movies, TV, comics, toys, games, and special guests. I am Ben Morse, the editor of Marvel.com. I'm always here, but Ryan, Agent M, is not here. Uh, he is in London, along with Mark Strom, who you will also not be hearing from today. So... Uh, I went out and recruited the best, the best possible support I could get, as you already heard from the giggling in the background. Uh, <laughs> my special guest co-host today is Lorraine Sink, host of The Watcher. And semi-professional giggler. Semi-professional giggler. You <laughs> do a good giggle. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing at home in my yeah. spare time. Mm -hmm. And also, new to the podcast, we have our new intern, Ian. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, Ian. Coming in strong. Ian is running backup. Anything that goes wrong today is his fault. That is our intern policy here at Marvel. Accept the responsibility. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> but before we get into all the stuff we always do on this podcast, Lorraine, real quick, for yes. our listeners who may not, shock of shocks, watch The Watcher. What? Whose lives are not enriched and what? who just live in a world of gray. Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, what is The Watcher? The Watcher is a web program produced here at Marvel Entertainment mm -hmm. where I talk about all of the best and brightest news happening in the Marvel Universe every single week. Every Wednesday it comes out. So watch it on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Marvel. Yep. And you can find it on Marvel.com as well, but it's a lot easier to find on YouTube, so just do what Lorraine said. Always do what Lorraine said. Uh, <laughs> That's what I keep telling everyone. We send it out on our social channels. We send it everywhere. But yeah, the watch is a lot of fun. You guys do all sorts of stuff. Sometimes you're here. Sometimes you go off campus. Sometimes you have That's guests. True. We do break all kinds news. of stuff. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we break news in half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and just destroy it so no one else can use it. That's right. But that's not what we're here for today. Today, we're doing the This Week in Marvel podcast. We're going to do what we always do, and that means starting out with the comics on sale this week that came out on June 11th, kicking off with All New Invaders number 6, written by James Robinson, art by Mark Lamming. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've never seen his work before, but I was impressed. Uh, this is the first original Sin tie-in for All New Invaders. It is a focus on Jim Hammond, the original Human Torch, as well as introducing a new character who plays a crucial role. Uh, she is the successor of a Golden Age hero, Golden Girl, um, and she finds out a secret, as everyone does in Original Sin, having to do with the original Invaders and an action they took in World War II, a pretty extreme action on the outset. So we get some mm -hmm. cool flashback action with the original invaders and then we get jim hammond going and trying to talk to her trying to calm her down trying to stop her from uh basically incinerating a bunch of shield agents uh i love this new character a lot i love jim hammond i love he's this kind of if caps a guy out of time jim hammond is just a guy out of it's everything like, it's like his robot brother yeah <laughs> he really is. yeah because he looks like cap he's got a cool new shield uniform uh, they do a lot of time jumping in this issue because he's talking to a S.H.I.E.L.D. therapist, which is interesting because he's a robot or True. android. I don't know. He's android. An, he's android. an android in mm -hmm. therapy and he's sharing his feelings and then he's also talking about this incident and then he's also talking about stuff that happened back in World War II. So there's three distinct time periods. Very cool stuff with Jim Hammond. Looking forward to see how James Robinson kind of lays into him because I think he really has taken a shine to that character. I think he's going to dig it. Nice. Mm. Um, next up, thank is, you. Oh yeah, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> it's almost like you do this every single week. Every single week. But now I'm here with yeah, you. Yeah, let's see what you can do. Oh crap. <laughs> um, so all new Ultimates number three is next up by Michelle Fife with art by Alma Carpina. Those are two tough names. So right off the bat, mm. nice job. Nail it. Thank it's you. Michael Fife. Is it what? Fife? Are you sure? I've met him. Really? This guy. Wow. I thought you were the one who told me it was Michelle Fee. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Ian coming in strong with the comic knowledge, huh? So just to go back, <laughs> the next up is all new Ultimates number three by writer Michael Thief. Yeah. Fife. Thief. Fife. That one. Fife. Yeah, we've definitely is. mispronounced his okay. name many times. Thank you, Ian. So once again, all new Ultimates <laughs> number three by Michael Fife with art by Alma Carpina. Uh, All New Ultimates is super fun. It has that Runaways feel. Yeah. We have this team of uh, young heroes, Cloak and Dagger, uh, 
Black Widow, the new Black Widow, and Spider-Man, of course, which is Miles Morales. We're all in the Ultimate Universe. And Bombshell has gotten in too deep, and she has peaced out on the team. Peaced out. She's deuces, like, I can't, say. I can't do it anymore. And she bombshelled right out of there. Um, but meanwhile, everyone is sort of recovering from their last adventure, and so they're trying to kind of get back out in the world, but they're realizing that being a teenager is hard enough without yeah. being shot at and Especially dealing with gang violence. Especially in the ultimate violence. universe where being a teenager is really tough. I know. Because of the ultimateness of it. Of it all. It's so, it's so much more ultimate I'm than... I'm just trying to throw you off. Thank you. You're welcome. It's working. You're doing a great job. <laughs> but um, it's... Uh, it's really fun. We get to see kind of what this uh, teenage culture is, and then you get to see Bombshell's real world. Oh, yeah. You get to go inside and see her in her plain clothes, and you get to see her relationship with her boyfriend, which is tumultuous because he does bad stuff. I'll leave yeah. it at that because I don't want to spoiler all the things because yeah. it's kind of fun to read. Yeah, another neat aspect of this for me that if you're a new reader, don't need to know any of this, but if you're an older reader, like... Half the stuff in All New Ultimates is cribbed from Mark Grunewald's 1980s work. Like, and not, it's not like uh, it's all one story. It's stuff from all over the stuff he was doing in the 80s. So clearly, Michael Fief. Close enough. Close enough. Thanks. Uh, Michael Fief is a big Grunewald fan, but just like uh, Scourge is in this, um, The Serpent Squad is in this. Right. That's all Grunewald stuff. So that was really cool. He's doing kind of a tribute that you don't need to know about, but if you know about it, it's a nice extra layer. So I enjoyed that. All new X-Men number 28, our final all new in this all new trilogy to start things off by Brian Michael Bendis, Stuart Immonen, the future brotherhood from Battle of the Atom is back and they are taking it to the all-new X-Men, as well as Cyclops and his crew. There's a lot of psychic torture going on. There's a lot of trying to get at Cyclops. But the thrust of this issue is learning the secret history of the future Brotherhood, learning the deal with Xavier, learning the deal with Raze. Uh, their motivations are really interesting, getting a glimpse of their future and their plans. And the Brotherhood is not as it seemed. Um, it's not the cohesive unit that we may have thought they were back in Battle of the Atom. So as we learn their history back in the present, the X-Men start to exploit the flaws that we're just now learning about. So cool, again, just like all new invaders, cool storytelling on multiple levels. Amazing Spider-Man learning to crawl number two, aka Amazing Spider-Man number 1.2, because we love our points. Written by Dan Slott, beautiful art by Ramon Perez, continuing oh, yeah. to... Uh, Dance between the raindrops of the early Amazing Spider-Man issues. Um, Ooh, yeah, those right? are poetic. Dancing between the raindrops, but uh, <laughs> we're in this issue, kind of going in between Amazing Spider-Man number one, where Spidey trying to join the Fantastic Four, where he dealt with Chameleon for the first time. In between those adventures, he is Peter Parker at school trying to uh, negotiate. He's he's got a counselor now, a therapist who is trying to help him and he initially sees this as a great outlet because he can talk about his spider-man costumes if he as he says uses code mm -hmm. uh, but it ends up landing him in more trouble but what's really interesting is you get this parallel character clash who is spidey's biggest fan and wants to be like spider-man has used technology to basically make himself a costume do all this stuff and in this issue they meet and the meeting ends up kind of innocent for spider-man it doesn't go great yeah, he, he's just in it for the yeah. money, really. Well, this is, you gotta remember, this is still early on Peter Parker. Right. Before and he's learned all of his lessons. True, and yeah. he's trying he's trying to just bring it home and help the fans. Yeah, 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 but you can see, actually, his encounter with Clash helps him learn a lesson that he mm -hmm. then applies to his Peter Parker life, not thinking, because he's not really mature or together yet, oh, I should also probably go and fix that Clash situation, which is now probably going to come back to bite him. But really cool just to see Dan Slott playing with these classic stories. Um, you can tell he's having a blast. And Ramon Perez designed the hell out of it. Clash is a really cool character. Looking forward to see his evolution, because I think this is a character who could have a lot of reverberations in the present day. So I can't find my Avengers undercover in my... Thing. Yeah, quick note, we are uh, working kind of, we usually have the books right in front of us, but someone who I won't name stole our physical copies. It's not the person who's in London. 
I'm not going to say her name. Oh, but she I will. She does social media for <laughs> I will. I will. Um, because I want to, not only do I want to chide her, but I yeah. also want to mention her podcast that oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. doing. So it was Adrian Cowan's fault. It's all her fault. All her she fault. runs the Marvel Twitter at Marvel. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, you yeah. should. And they are actually, Adri Cowan and Judy Stevens and a bunch of the editors here are doing an awesome new podcast called Women of Marvel. Yes, and she was originally supposed to be on this podcast to help promote that. So to prepare, she took all of our office copies of the comics so she could read them and get ready. But then she had another engagement today, so she has the comics with her. So we're trying to do the podcast without, but yeah. So basically it's all her fault. fault. But Women of Marvel is coming up later this month. It's going to be really awesome. Uh, It would be great if we had someone from the podcast here to talk about it, or if we had comics to read, but (laughs) we don't have either of those things because of Adri. So thanks, Adri. You should follow that podcast anyways yeah, it's not on iTunes. The rest, yeah, because there's other people on it, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. So don't... And they're interviewing a bunch of Eisner-nominated creators yeah. right now, so it's yeah. going to be a really cool thing. Yeah. Would you... So anyways, from that aside, um, Avengers Undercover, number five. Written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Kev Walker. This is the big seduction issue, we'll mm. call it. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Baron Zemo and his Masters of Evil, Constrictor, Hellstorm, Madame Mask, they're trying to get the... Avengers Undercover, Avengers Arena, whoever you want to call them, the, the kids. The kids. They're trying to convince them, hey, you guys should be villains. The world hates you. You're going to get arrested. Why not just come over to our side? And it's kind of cool seeing them make like compelling cases where they're like, it's, it's a real exploration of villainy. It's mm-hmm. like, look, we're not robbing banks or, you know, trying to take over the world necessarily, or we might be, but you don't have to. Here is the philosophy of being a quote unquote supervillain. And I put it in quotes because they don't. Mm. think of themselves as supervillains and it really kind of gets down to the whole everyone is the hero of their own story theory um these guys aren't necessarily the heroes of their own story but they don't see what they're doing as bad and a lot of it makes a lot of sense and a lot of it makes sense to these characters some disagree some agree some seem like they're gonna go and we're gonna see where they end up um but just the different reactions are very cool and dennis hopeless this is this is his thing, is exploring the nature of heroism. He did it in Avengers Arena. You know, how far can we push these kids before they become killers? And he's doing it here saying, you know, what is a good guy? What is a bad guy? Um, and, and it's a very fine line when you start playing double agent. Yeah, exactly. Because these guys are undercover, but yeah, maybe maybe they're starting to uh, sympathize. Uh, next off, we have Captain Marvel number 4 by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by David Lopez. This is such a fun... Uh, issue it it's dealing with the fallout after infinity you know we have all of these sort of displaced races of beings that have been put onto other planets and um so we have uh right off the bat we have captain marvel in court and she is arguing her, her case uh, and trying to save these people that have been displaced onto this planet that are now being killed by the toxic fumes on that planet. Yeah. Uh, so if you like litigation, you don't just have to read She-Hulk. <laughs> right. You can also get some in Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. So many strong female characters in court this week. I know. She-Hulk's we... not in court, actually. Never no, mind. No, she's not. God. I was trying to make a connection. Ugh. <laughs> oh. We'll get to She-Hulk. Um, but it's fun. It's got a really great Star Wars feel. It's also got a lot of really awesome creativity by David, David Lopez. A yes. lot of cool races of beings. Uh, so really fun. Yeah. Captain Marvel is really starting to cook. This actually brings the story full circle back to where they started issue one at. So if you guys were wondering, hey, what was with that flash forward in issue one? They finally get there. And everything Lorraine said is true. Well, Always. most of it. I'm not sure. There's probably some. There's probably a lie in there, but I didn't catch it. I always try to do two truths and a lie. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number two. Holy crap. I really like this comic. Um, <laughs> written by Mike Benson. Art by Tan Eng Huat. I'm a huge Shang-Chi fan. I just love characters who... Their whole deal is they don't have superpowers. They don't have weapons. They're just like real... They've trained themselves to be super good at something. Oh, they're just like you, Ben. Exactly. They're just like me. <laughs> I have trained myself to be super good at editing a website. Shang-Chi is the kung fu version of me. 
You are the the deadly hands of Marvel.com. Yeah, very deadly. I can <laughs> destroy a day for anyone within seconds. It's true. But no, I've always loved Shang-Chi. I just think he's a fascinating character. Everything he does comes from within. It's all, you know, can he do this? These are all his own abilities and his own training. So to see a spotlight series on him is great, number one. But this one in particular is a murder mystery. Yeah. Um, his former lover has been killed, and he is looking into it. He's going into a lot of his old haunts. I did not read old school Shang-Chi stories, so I only have heard of these characters like Razor Fist and Blackjack Tar and all these <laughs> crazy, clearly created in the 70s, like, kung fu characters. Um, so that's awesome. But just the action scenes that Tang and Huat draws in here, there's a big battle between Shang-Chi and Razor Fist and his... Legions and also the Daughters of the Dragon show up, Misty Knight calling Wing. And I just love the action, but I also love Shang-Chi meets up with one of his old enemies and gets kind of the scoop on what he's been up to. And he may have turned good, he may still be bad, going back to some of that Avengers Undercover stuff we were talking about. But just Shang-Chi is a character. I love him. And I think Mike Pence has a great handle on him, just being kind of this, you know, this man of peace, this man of very, mm-hmm. he's calm. And then when he explodes, oh, he just goes yeah. wild. So seeing those two uh, extremes, this is exactly the Shang-Chi comic I have wanted. So, And this is a great book to pick up if you want something a little different. If you read a lot of hero books right. and you want something that feels a little different, it really feels like a different kind of book because it is more of a murder mystery. It's more of a like Chinatown kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, it feels like an old movie from the 70s, like something you, like, like a Bruce Lee movie or something like that. I love Bruce Lee, so obviously Shang-Chi and Bruce Lee, there are pretty clear comparisons i think shang chi was created at the same time that bruce lee was really huge um even one of the quotes in here where he talks about being like water is a famous bruce lee quote oh wow the Tao of jeet kune do um a fount of knowledge you are yes uh (laughs) on very few things but i know a lot about those things so really really cool uh highly recommend that book deadpool number 30 Another original Sin tie-in. We've got your friend, Jerry Duggan. Aren't you guys like besties? We are best friends. Yeah. No, he's the greatest. He's so nice. Very, very nice guy, along with Brian Posehn writing. John Lucas on art. Uh, The original Sin aspect of this is kind of playing out in the sub-story as Mm -hmm. uh, Agent Preston and Agent Adsit have discovered secrets about Deadpool, and they are looking into it. But while they're doing that, Deadpool went back in time and recruited Disco Dazzler. Oh, by, which is the best Dazzler. <laughs> the best Dazzler. Dazzler at her purest. To help him kill vampires for his new wife. Yep. And that is the plot of the book. It's Deadpool who dons a fake afro and dresses up like a disco guy. Basically bringing Dazzler, who has no idea what's going on. And I love young Dazzler because mm-hmm. she's super vapid. She's like, yep. ew, gag me with a spoon. Like, she's just <laughs> really antiquated, like, catchphrases all I would the time. love to see Jerry and Brian take a shot at a Dazzler, like a Disco Dazzler miniseries. Oh my Potentially god. a yes. Disco Dazzler and Modern Dazzler team-up, where Modern <laughs> Dazzler is just like, oh my god, this was me. What are you doing? Roller skates. So much roller skating. Oh, so brilliant. So yeah, it's just Deadpool being crazy, just like dropping in on a nest of vampires, being like, ah, shoot them with your light beams. And like you said, Dazzler just being like, oh, this is so gross. But, you know, and then singing disco songs Mm -hmm. because she needs that to power herself. Uh, So much fun. Um, And it's great that this issue is really fun because it looks like it's going to get super sad next month, um, as tends to be the case with Deadpool. Peaks and valleys, this was a peak. But, but that's what, what makes the comedy part so good. You Absolutely. earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine's a comedian, so she knows this stuff. Eh, well, it's a fine line. <laughs> um, so next up we have Figment number 1 by Jim Zub with art by Felipe Andrade. This is really fun. It's a sting, a steampunk. Sting? St- sting. It's a sting, y'all. It's, it's a sting, y'all. It's an undercover operation. No, not really. Um, it is a steam punk Mm. adventure it takes off in the sort of late 1800s early 1900s around the turn of the century we have a guy who is working as a sort of scientist in this factory to create uh new sources of energy yep in in the doing of that he discovers figment the disney dragon who 
has the power of imagination. Yeah. Uh, it's the art is really awesome. It's really interesting. Really cool kind of steampunky creative machinery. Yeah, Felipe Andrade when he was doing Captain Marvel, I think we were all like, "Oh my god, this guy's got something." And oh, it was yeah. cool to see him on superheroes, but seeing him do something like Figment and seem really like unleashed, like, "Oh, I can do whatever I want." It's it's something. It's something that it's you should something. read. Yeah. So it uh, that's a it's a great adventure book and it kicks off in a really fun way. So check it out. Check it out. Oh, next up we have Hulk number four. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole run here, so if you need if you need help, let me know. Oh, sure, thanks. And no, I'm good. Um, so next up we have Hulk number four, written by Mark Wade, with art by Mark Bagley. Double marks. Marks. So many marks. Uh, so Hulk has been shot. Who shot the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been shot in his brain. Yep. And it it's is the worst place some, to get shot. Yeah, it is no fun. Let me tell you. Bad day. Ian, you ever been shot in the brain? Uh, once. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Is that? Can never I tell. Is that why? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how he came to be an intern for <laughs> that's, us. That's... <laughs> he was he was saved by his friend Michael Fife. 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 Um He knows, and he's not telling us anymore. He's yeah. like, I told you guys he's once. Like, you, you have to remember learn. now. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Fife. <laughs> oh my god, he doesn't even know. I interviewed him. Yeah. And oh. yeah. yeah. No one. Like he a, didn't like correct a, me. So okay. Isn't that like a flute kind of situation, Fife? Isn't that a thing? Or no, is this flute? a guy who plays a flute? I don't know. There's a flute involved. I know what right? you're talking about. Maybe. There, there is a so wait, but there's okay. there's there's information here is that he didn't correct you, but he may just be super polite, so you could be wrong too. I could oh. absolutely. Be wrong. Oh man, so, so many, many layers. layers. Making so <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so Hulk number Back to four the Hulk. by Mark Wade and Mark Bagley. Uh, Hulk has been shot in the brain. He is severely damaged, and if he hulks out, things could get very bad for him. He may never recover. Uh, which reminds me, we just went to Avenger Station on The Watcher, and they yeah. explain why the Hulk hulks out and why he goes away sometimes. Why he's so darn angry? And it's because his frontal lobe shrinks up. Oh no! And the rest of it, and his ab, ab I can't say it right. Abdullah Ablungadam. Yeah, that. Abdullah Ablungadam. <laughs> and and that expands, yeah. so that's why. So, anyways, as you can guess, what might happen? He's put in a situation where he might have to Hulk out, and he might yeah. never recover. So, I'll leave it at that. Also, Spo- no spoilers. Hulk with Captain America's shield is, is awesome. so fun. Yeah, super cool. You know, whenever anyone picks up Captain America's shield, that's really neat. But Hulk gets to play with it, and the stuff Hulk can do with the shield is different. I like I, the one other the one other thing I'll say about this issue, not spoiling anything, is the Avengers play a big role in kind of seeing Hulk's relationship with the Avengers, which is mm-hmm. so different than it was obviously a few years ago. Uh, they've really kind of welcomed him into the team. He has friendships now, and it makes for a different kind of Hulk than even the one like I grew up with or the one who you know we knew prior to the movie and prior to a lot of the changes in the comics. So kind of cool to see where the Hulk has come being with the Avengers. And there's a lot of development, too, for Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to stuff. see uh, a lot of what she's about, which is nice. Yes, and that's not the last we'll see of Maria Hill this week. But mm-hmm. we also have Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number nine, adapting the hit animated series that you can watch on Disney XD. You can also read it here, courtesy of our good friend Joe Caramagna, who adapts episodes, and uh, you get the art straight from the show. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Wow. Mighty. Okay. Mighty Avengers, <laughs> yeah. number 11. Nice segue. Yeah, let's call the segue. You <laughs> kind of dropped it, but uh, it's okay. You'll I was like, what's why? Yeah, oh, this back seems on. like a thing that I should be paying attention to. Yep. Uh, anyway, written by writer Al Ewing with art by Greg Land. Uh, so this is also another tie-in to Original Sin. We see Luke Cage go back to visit his dear old dad. Yep. He experienced one of the shards of the Watcher's eye when it exploded. Kaboom. Kaboom in your face. And now he is remembering things from his father's past. Right. And so we take a trip into uh, his father's secret life before his family. Back to the swinging 70s. Back to the more 70s, lots more. Oh my God, so much 70s this week. (laughs) So so many amazing afros and like crazy glasses, uh, which are really spectacular. (laughs) Great outfits. Uh, And you get to see the true story behind Luke's dad and... uh, The original Mighty. 
Mighty Avengers. The original Mighty Avengers. There were Mighty Avengers before we had Mighty Avengers, guys. They weren't called the Mighty Avengers, but they had the same kind of spirit of, you know. Heroes for hire. Yeah, well, a team coming together to kind of protect the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all street-level guys. Some of us have mystical ties. Let's do our thing. So we could see a lot of the modern-day Mighty Avengers in their old forms or their predecessors. You know, people who make sense as, like, you know, this was the forerunner to maybe Monica Rambo or to She-Hulk or something like that. Um, and that brings us to New Avengers number nineteen, yeah. written by Jonathan Hickman, with I art liked this by Valerius Skeety. I'm sorry, I'm just talking all over no, you. No, please. I'm so excited. I would love for you. You you talk, Ben. Oh my God, Lorraine's so angry. You guys can't see <gasps> oh my God, the I'm fire so in her eyes. Um, <laughs> no, man. I, I like. Let's both talk about. It, but I love New Avengers yeah. nineteen. It is Jonathan Hickman, Valerius Skeety, like you said, and. Um, the ongoing story of New Avengers has been how can the Illuminati prevent these incursions from destroying mm -hmm. our world? They've been pretty lucky up to this point in the sense that they have found ways around our world being destroyed without having to destroy another Earth. None of them mm -hmm. have had to cross that line so far. And I think the thing hanging over the series from issue one was, yeah. well, at some point, you may have to... Make the big choice. Yeah, and they have... They've been supposedly preparing the whole time. They have weapons that can destroy another planet. They have the means to employ them. But they've always been like, ah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And you've seen some of them inching closer and closer in this issue. You know, we get some background, you know, between the Hulk and Beast talking, mm -hmm. between Black Swan kind of playing uh, Reed Richards and Tony Stark. And I love Hulk and Beast together. They're, yeah, they're such a, great a pair. fun dynamic. And it's yeah. so smart. Yeah. But while that's going on, they're on another Earth where they meet the Great Society, who is another team uh, of heroes mm -hmm. who have been going through the same thing, but it's just such an interesting mirror because the Illuminati feel so compromised. They feel like, oh, we've made horrible choices, what they did to Captain America, what they've kind of done in terms of like keeping secrets. And then you have the Great Society, who are just pure heroes, mm -hmm. who have found ways that the Illuminati have never thought of to save their planet and you're just like oh my god they're so good mm -hmm. and in your heart you like and that's why they're probably not gonna win yeah because it's now the illuminati initially working with the great society but once the great society realizes like oh these guys will blow up our planet mm -hmm. like they will cross that line it becomes a fight it becomes a clash of philosophies uh it's really deep stuff because it's hickman mm -hmm. um and i can't really get into all of it but also, Valeria Shidi, just, you know, rising star in art, one of our all-new young guns. Someone finally inches maybe too close. Yeah. And it happens in this issue. So, I don't know. I really love this issue. Yeah. And this has all been building up since issue one. Mm -hmm. So, it, it's really fulfilling to get to that point of, like, oh, here we are. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Really highly recommend New Avengers. On the other side of the spectrum, Nightcrawler number three, written by Chris Claremont, who's really getting back in his groove, uh, rediscovering the characters he loves. Seeing him write all the X-Men in this issue was kind of, you know, for for someone who read him as a kid, um, just kind of like, oh, this is cool. Uh, Todd Nock, my boy, drawing. <laughs> Todd and I are good friends, Lorraine. It's like you and Jerry Duggan. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Todd and his wife and me and my wife go out to dinner uh, every Aww. San Diego, New York Comic Con. Aww. He has, uh, he did this really nice piece on one of my wedding anniversaries. Uh, my wife got him to draw a recreation of our, like, picture of us oh, out I've on the rocks. Oh, i picture. Right, like Aww. with a bunch of those superheroes around us. So Todd's the man. I'm really happy he's at Marvel. I'm really happy he's drawing Nightcrawler. I know he loves these characters. Uh, Nightcrawler comes back to the Jean Grey school in this issue. Um, he's got his mother, Margali. He's got his sister slash girlfriend, Amanda. They have kind of a weird dynamic. Well, he was raised by these people yeah. in a circus, but he's not blood related, so it's okay. All bets are you know, if you're, if you're it's like a step sister. It's weird. Yeah, no, that would be but, weird. But, oh, but, but not illegal. Know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Mutant flowers in the attic, just oh, doing ooh, the thing. So, anyways, oh, wow. the but 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 the real draw is here is that Nightcrawler's back in the school. Uh, Margali is an enemy of the X Men, but Nightcrawler wants to protect her because this is his foster mother. Nightcrawler goes off with Wolverine. They have kind of the talk about you know, yeah. Ugh, everything's so hard. I came back from heaven. I'm back on Earth, and Wolverine sets him straight. It's really classic Wolverine Nightcrawler stuff. Meanwhile, Storm and Beast are interrogating Margali. 
and Rachel Gray is trying to figure out what's going on with Amanda. Robots attack. Stuff goes crazy. Big action. Big character. It's really classic X-Men stuff being done in a very modern way. Very nice. And then we have Original Sins, number one. This is a whole amalgam of stories. There are several stories. A trio. The first of which is Deathlock. And that was so fun to read. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil too much about it because there's going to be a new ongoing series coming up. I'm I'm also uh, part cyborg. That's where where those (laughs) beep-bop boobs came from. Yeah, a small glitch. glitch. (laughs) Um, But there is a Deathlock ongoing series coming up in October. Yes, ma'am. We also get a short strip on Lockjaw. Oh, my God. Which that is was great. so adorable. There are no words in it. Um, it's awesome. Stuart Moore writes it, and it is fantastic. And our last one is... It is The Young Avengers, written right. by Ryan North uh, and drawn by Ramon Villalobos, who is a talent, man. So The Young Avengers see that or specifically Hulkling, sees that Exterminatrix, who is the ex-girlfriend of Marvel Boy, is running roughshod in Manhattan. That was part of Original Sin. He and Prodigy go up to Marvel Boy's spaceship and say, hey, Marvel Boy, who, by the way, is moping because he broke up with Kate Bishop and is being super emo, um, your other ex-girlfriend is going crazy in New York. Maybe you should go down and take care of that. And eventually they do, and they meet up with the hood. Uh, The art is super creepy. It's, it's, It's weird. It's like the art looks like like grainy yeah yeah very good way to describe it and like grainy it's almost like like clay or something but all like dirty and messed up it's uh it's really cool it's very like european and it's very neat um so that young avenger story is going to carry over and there will be other stories featuring the black knight and a bunch of other characters going through original sins it's an anthology y'all y'all i don't know why i said it like that it's savage wolverine number 20 (laughs) is our next book written by Everybody's favorite, oh, Frank Thierry. Just, you know, uh, a writer closely associated with Wolverine over the years. Uh, you know, one of the seminal Wolverine writers. And and such a sweet little pumpkin with a really oh, thick accent. Yeah, just a nice guy. <laughs> I joke with Frank. He is an incredibly gifted writer and wrote a, lo- wrote a lot of Wolverine stories. So I will always say he is like the seminal Wolverine writer, um, <laughs> which he will say, shut up. I'm not the seminal Wolverine writer. Or something like that. I don't that know. That was perfect. That was terrible. The art by Felix <laughs> Ruiz is a done one. It's Frank doing what he does best, taking Wolverine into uh, real life stuff with like Al Capone and gangsters and shoot 'em ups and Wolverine getting caught in the middle of a gang war and prohibition being involved. It's Frank is awesome at this stuff. When he <laughs> writes crime, when he writes, you know. Tough guys acting tough, and Felix Ruiz illustrates the hell out of it. I enjoyed it. It's a great done-in-one. You don't need to do anything else. Seriously, uh, support support Frank Thierry. Support. Buy this comic. <laughs> but Call it this is, 1-900 number. Yeah, you can help Frank Thierry, uh, maybe. I don't know. People have been trying for years, but he does write one mean Wolverine comic. Secret Avengers number four, written by Al Cott. Art by Michael Walsh. Uh, this is one of my favorite books that Marvel's putting out right now. In this issue, we have Nick Fury and Hawkeye tracking down the Fury, which is this horrible killer monster, which you may know from the pages of Captain Britain back in the day. Uh, they have a team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents with them. It doesn't go great, but they manage to get the job done, maybe. They use a lot of weird science. And on the flip side, we've got the aforementioned Maria Hill and Modoc, who just have one of the best yes. dynamics. What an odd couple. Ugh. Modoc doesn't think they're odd, though. He thinks well, they fit perfectly. It's so weird when you see them stand side by oh, side, yeah, yeah. too, because he looks like a giant spider. Well, he looks like that because he basically is. Aww. He's a giant robot monster spider. But inside, they're kind of weirdly similar. Yeah, they are kindred spirits in a strange sort of way. Uh, Michael Walsh draws like he doesn't mean Modoc and him yeah. standing next to Maria Hill is fantastic. Stuff unfolding in this book. I just love the dry wit. I love the machinations. I love everything about Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers is one of my favorite series right now. It's only four issues in. Go back to the beginning, catch up, read the infinite comic, do it all. Next up we have She-Hulk number five by Charles Soule. Real life, real life lawyer <laughs> with art by Ron Wimberly. Hilarious stuff. H- hilarious <laughs> stuff. Uh, so this is really interesting. So She-Hulk has found this blue file where she was mm-hmm. uh, 
put on trial, but she was never notified. She was never uh, sent a subpoena. Yeah. And she's trying to figure it out. Um, she has sent... Hellcat? Hellcat off to go look into this. Yep. Uh, Hellcat's and- chilling with Tigra, who used to be the cat, who used to have Hellcat's costume, so they're buddies... And and they're hanging out, having a great talk. They're like playing on a jungle gym or something. I don't really know what they're doing. They're they're on top of a building, yeah, like just like being a jungle kitty gym ladies. For yeah, <laughs> like it's like do. a jungle gym for them. Uh, so they're just hanging out, being cat ladies, and she brings up this blue file, and it triggers something, mm. and Tiger goes crazy. Cray cray. And so. You just have to to see it. It's really an interesting, fun. Yeah, but then while they're doing that, you got She-Hulk and right. Shocker, which could oh, be a great right. buddy comedy. Oh my God, She-Hulk shows up and Shocker runs, as yeah. you would do if She-Hulk Herman. shows up at your apartment. What? Like Herman. Yeah, Herman. Herman, <laughs> Herman takes off. And what a palooka. She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk says, "Hey, I'm not going to fight you." And Shocker's just like, "Oh, you're not. That's that's nice." Hulk. And- he gets this whole thing about. Like how supervillains have a code. They're like, if you see Daredevil, you fight him because maybe you have a shot. He goes, if you see a Hulk or a Thor, you run. And she looks like, there's only one Thor. And he's like, no, there's not. There's lots there's, of Thor. He's like, there's a lady Thor. There's a horse Thor. There's all sorts of Thors. <laughs> he's like, that's Valkyrie. Better really. He goes, I don't care. They're Thors. <laughs> so them sitting on Shocker's couch talking and he, eating Chinese food. Eating Chinese food, which She Hulk buys him. Because when she broke in, he, like, spilled his Chinese food. And then he basically has the attitude. He goes, oh, man, normally you guys beat me up, but you bought me Chinese food. So I'm going to try to help you out, even though I'm a bad guy. And they just have a great talk. And Ugh. and he has to punch himself in the face repeatedly oh God, yeah. to, to remember things, which is also just a really funny yeah. And funny this show. is, you know, Mark Strom, world's biggest Shocker fan. <laughs> Shocker is legit his favorite character in the Marvel Universe. Uh <laughs> Over the moon because he's a regular player currently in Superior Foes of Spider-Man. The fact that he was in another comic this month is going to send Mark into the freaking, I almost cursed, uh, (laughs) stratosphere. That is great news for Mark Strong. Currently in London. Oh, we don't feel bad for you. Missed it. (laughs) Uh, Uncanny X-Men special number one, written by Sean Ryan, who was an editor here back in the day. Actually, when I started, I think he had just left, so... Cool to see him back doing stuff. Uh, art by Ron Atkins. This is going to be a three-part crossover between the Uncanny X-Men, Iron Man, and Nova. We started out here with the X-Men um, getting attacked by they don't know who. Seems to be some sort of extraterrestrial threat. Uh, Death's Head is among them. The bounty oh, yes, hunter. Yes, yes. Capturing Cyclops for a mysterious guy we don't know anything about, um, and then finding out he got the wrong Summers brother. But Cyclops is gone. He's been kidnapped. So. Some of the younger X-Men have to sneak into S.W.O.R.D., go undercover, and try to figure out who has Cyclops. Iron Man shows up. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys enjoyed the uh, Arms of the Octopus three-part special last year, which we really dug, it looks like this is going to be kind of a similar standalone annual type adventure. So check this out and follow it over into Iron Man special number one. Uh, next up, we have Wolverine number eight, written by Paul Cornell, with art by the wonderful Chris Anka, who I just love. He's, yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's so great. He draws the best X-Men fashion out there. Do you know That's this? true. He has a passion for fashion. He loves <laughs> designing not just costumes, but also street clothes, everything. Some of my, my favorite, favorite Tumblr art that there is. He is a, <laughs> he is a titan on Tumblr. Yes, he is a titan on Tumblr. I am not on Tumblr. Ian, are you on Tumblr? Only casually. He's a, he's a casual Tumblr. Ian has added a lot I, to I this like podcast thus far. I like looking at alternative superhero art of their street clothes. Yeah. 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 I am really thrilled with what Ian has brought to the podcast so far. Just weird <laughs> drop-ins. Yeah. Well, you'll find out after we stop recording. So anyways, Wolverine number eight, Lorraine. So we have Wolverine number eight. Wolverine is trying to get right with his feelings about death. He is... <laughs> you know, Wolverine is trying to get right with his feelings. I love it. Continue. This is what happens when Lorraine talks about her feelings. It's um, great. But but basically he realizes that his his mortality and his sense of impending danger is affecting the way that he fights and what he is doing. Uh, so... Shang-Chi and Iron Fist have taken him to this temple where he can finally go and 
Get right. Yeah. With death. That's what I'm going to call it. Get right this. with death. Get right with death. Getting right with death. Starring Wolverine. Uh, and meanwhile... Sounds like a Tyler Perry, Terry, Tyler Perry movie. Oh, no. Medea gets right with death. Oh, no. This I is don't taking know why. a real turn. <laughs> All right, continue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sabretooth has, uh, 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 Pinch. Thank you. Sabretooth has Pinch yep. and her daughter and Wolverine's whole new crew, his whole yeah. crew, the and, offer, all these guys. And, uh, basically underhanded dealings are happening. That kid is in trouble. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really love this. It's a really interesting look into Wolverine's uh, more s- spiritual side. Yeah. And also, I love this run running thing of like, but are we going to see the actual death? Like, oh, yeah. death death? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is this like the concept of death? And he's really trying to get clear on it. And the guys are like, wait and see, buddy. And just as much as I love Shang-Chi in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, he was great again in Wolverine. Yes. Being this really annoying, like, basically like talking in fortune cookies, uh-huh. not giving a- any straight answers. Uh, he was fantastic. It's yeah. a Shang-Chi kind of week. Yeah, they they were just like, man, it's something you got to do. Yeah. You just got to do it. Go get right. Go get right with death. <laughs> Go get right with death. <laughs> okay, that is all the issues on sale this week. Lorraine. Yes. Twim of the week. This week in Marvel of the week of the week of the week. I don't know. Do I have to what, pick an issue? You, this is, the, this is the part of the podcast where you basically say like, hey, you know, these are some of the books I really liked. And if I had to only read one, this would be the one. Ooh, this is hard. Feel free to give honorable mentions across the board because we do that a lot because we're not very good at picking one. Um, Because I like things that I just talked about, <laughs> I'm going to choose Wolverine. I really enjoyed this issue. I thought it was really uh, just a really fun uh, issue of Wolverine. I also am going to say Captain Marvel. I always nice. love Captain Marvel. It's something that I'm always really excited about to read every time. And I love this because it has that like Star Wars-y feel that I love. Because I love sci-fi too yeah. much. Yeah, a little bit. It's too much. It's however much. It's just right. Ian, based on what you just heard, what are you most excited to read? Why are you laughing? That was a legit... I'm transitioning to Ian, who has been a wonderful co-host thus far. I've always been a bigger fan of the cosmic stuff, mm-hmm. so I'd definitely go with Captain Marvel. All right. So we got two for Captain Marvel. I'm going to say it is a neck-and-neck race between Deadly Hands of Kung Fu and New Avengers. Um, New Avengers is such a great culmination of everything, but I love Deadly Hands of Kung Fu because of the Shang-Chi of it all. I'm going to go with Deadly Hands of Kung Fu by a chop. You were very excited about it, so I feel like you made a good choice. Yeah, so lots of great stuff. All the stuff we talked about is very exciting to read. Um, Ian, we will if we get the hard copies back, we'll let you we'll let you read them at some point. You have to go find Adrian. In addition to the single issues on sale this week, we've got some collections: Avengers: The Legacy of Thanos out in trade, Avengers Volume Three: Prelude to Infinity also in trade, Invaders Classic: The Complete Collection Volume One in trade, Marvel Masterworks: Captain Marvel Volume Five in hardcover. Night of the Living Deadpool is already out in trade paperback. Thor God of Thunder Volume 2 God Mom is out in trade paperback, and that is awesome. So beautiful. Oh my yeah. gosh, the art in that is That's, just unreal, yeah, too. Yeah, this is Sadra Beak on art and the writing. Fantastic. All good. Um, everything we just mentioned is also available on the Marvel Comics app, as is Captain America issues 392 through 416. Uh, Lorraine, what is on sale on the Marvel Comics app as far as collections? Uh, we have Astonishing X-Men. Weaponized. We have Miss Marvel, Volume 7, Dark Reign. Thor Visionaries, Volume 3, Walt, by Walter Simonson. Ultimate Spider-Man, Volume 20, and his amazing friends. <laughs> Ultimate X-Men. It's Ultimate Spider-Man, Volume 20, and his amazing... Oh, yeah, that is actually it. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Thank you. I'm so good That's at double that. Check. that. <laughs> Ultimate X-Men, Volume 15, Magical. Uncanny X-Men, Breaking Point. And Ian, why don't you bring us home by telling us what is freshly digitized this week on Marvel Unlimited? It's going to be two page. You got it. This guy is on top of things. What is available on Marvel Unlimited this week? All right. We got A plus X, number 15. Amazing Spider-Man, number 700.2 through 700.3. Avengers AI, number 7. Captain America, number 14. Captain America, Living Legend, number 4. Cataclysm, Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, number 2. Cataclysm Ultimates, number 2. Inhumanity, The Awakening, number 1. Marvel Knights Hulk, number one. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, number three. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man, number 21. Marvel's Captain America, the first Avenger adaptation, number two. Superior Spider-Man, number 23. Superior Spider-Man Team-Up, number seven. 
X-Men Legacy number 21 and Young Avengers number 13. Very well read. Yes, you have such a nice I voice. I would I would love to listen to Thank you on you. a phone recording. <laughs> Not at all creepy. Thank I'm you, Lorraine. Fine with it. Yeah, all right. So, Yikes. Yeah, we'll talk to HR later. Oh, um, perfect. This is usually where we <laughs> kick it over to Mark to talk about his stuff for the week, but Mark is in England, so we're just going to keep rolling. No Bye. stops, guys. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Let's talk about news for this week. Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on all across the board. In comics, we announced Edge of Spider-Verse, which is a five-issue limited series. We spoke to each of the writers and some of the artists on these books. Edge of Spider-Verse is basically teeing up for Spider-Verse, taking a look at each issue at a different alternate Spider-Man or woman. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool different stuff. We've got uh, Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez are doing Gwen Stacy's Spider-Woman from an alternate reality. David Hine is returning to Spider-Man Noir. Dustin Weaver is both writing and drawing a new Spider-Man named Aaron Eicherman. And uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance is also going to be participating in this. And, those are just some of the names. And if you want to see an interview with Nick Lowe, Ugh. in which I make him dress up as alternative versions of himself yeah. on The Watcher. <laughs> he didn't make him. He, he, he wanted, wanted to. <laughs> to do it. Um, please go check out The Watcher. Uh, it's The episode is just called Spider-Verse, The Watcher. <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, go find that on our YouTube page, uh, on The Watcher playlist, Watcher 2014 playlist. That's true. We have a Watcher 2013 playlist, and you don't want to follow down that rabbit hole. No. You'll be just lost. Um, <laughs> we know that the Deadpool biannual, written by Paul Shear from The League and other stuff. Oh my god, he's so funny. As, One of my favorite comedians. Yeah, he's hilarious, as well as Nick Giovanetti, mm-hmm. um, also a great comedian. They are going to be bringing back Brute Force. And for those of you asking, <laughs> who is Brute Force? You are about to get Lorraine, an answer. Do you want, do you want no, to no, no, you want, you want this? All right, Brute Force created... Late 80s, early 90s, as part of Marvel's attempt to show, hey, we can be environmental. Um, They're a bunch of animals with armor who fight for the environment. They're awesome. Uh, It's so, like, wonderful 90s-ness. It's so weird. And editor Jordan White had an idea to bring them back, brought it to Paul and Nick, who claim in the interview we did with them, like, oh, yeah, we were thinking that's what we want to do anyways, which is has to be a lie um it's all been morse all day long oh my god i am so excited about brute force but the <laughs> person who's more excited about brute force than anyone is marketing maven chris delando true who immediately went to the people on marvel unlimited and asked if they could add brute force and they couldn't i don't know if it was licensing issues or if it was like we can't find the files but chris is in like silent like really silent protest <laughs> In it's, that he's, he's not so doing silent. anything. He's never said yeah. anything about it. Yeah, in that he really wants Brute Force to be added to uh, Marvel Unlimited. Uh, it's not going to happen, though. So don't get excited. So get but your check out this, down. But check out this Deadpool <laughs> biannual. It's going to be great. Moon Knight is getting a new creative team. Uh, Brian Wood is going to be writing it, and we spoke to him last week about that. We also, as part of the Marvel 75th anniversary, counted down the top 10 uh, heroes who debuted in the 1970s. What, 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 what. That's my 70s music. Do yeah. you like it? Like we said, it's all accurate. Yeah, it's all Thank 70s. You. Yeah, Ian was around in the 70s. He knows what's yeah. accurate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't know how old I am. We're going to be... Oldest fight. intern. <laughs> we, oldest intern. Uh, he is working his way up the ladder slowly but surely. The slow and steady wins like the race. Yeah, slow and steady mm, probably won't win this race. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check that out. Coming up this weekend, Special Edition NYC. It's a convention specifically focused on comics uh, brought to you by the people who do New York Comic Con. We are going to be there. All of the all-new Young Guns are going to be there. We're going to be covering it. We're going to be doing some live blogging. Uh, Blake and I are headed there on Saturday, so who knows what we'll come up with. I know we got some big news about Axis, which you guys have been very excited about. Um, and the last minute edition here, as Lorraine mentioned it, we've got the Deathlock ongoing series uh, by Nathan Edmondson and Mike Perkins. We got an interview with them and some preview art on that. Like I said, coming in October. Over on the game side of the equation, uh, Spider-Man is coming to Disney Infinity. I started playing Disney Infinity because they sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Remember that giant oh, yeah. box of stuff that you tried to steal from me? I, I succeeded in stealing one item. Yes, you got one item. But I took the rest. Uh, I started playing Disney Infinity. It's crazy. I am really excited for the Marvel edition. But now, in addition to just the Avengers, we also have Spider-Man, Nova, 
Nick Fury, Venom, and Iron Fist are going to be involved in a Spider-Man-centric adventure, also featuring the Green Goblin, Mysterio. And if you buy the Spider-Man play pack, you play get... Playset, thank yes. you. Uh, you get Nova with him. Yeah, you get Spider-Man and Nova. And then sold separately. And then, yeah, Venom, Iron Man, or Iron Fist. Yeah. And Venom. Nick Fury. And Venom. <laughs> Ven- Venom, Iron Fist, and Nick Fury. Venom. There we go. Yeah, in the case we didn't mention Venom. But that looks really cool. Yeah. We have a trailer up. We have over 30 images. Uh, we're going to have more E3 coverage coming up. Later this week and early next week, we sent our boy Matt Cabral out there, and he is going to have a lot of stuff on Infinity. Uh, movies, we debuted, well, not we, but Guardians of the Galaxy shot out four character posters featuring Rocket and Groot, featuring Gamora, featuring Drax, featuring Starload. Those are all up on Marvel.com right now. You can go and give a look at those. TV, Lorraine, you broke some big news. Oh, yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be joining Daredevil, mm-hmm. Marvel's Daredevil, on Netflix coming in 2015, along with Charlie Cox, who's already been announced to play Daredevil himself. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be Wilson Fisk, obviously the big villain of the series. If you read Daredevil, you know where that might be headed, but we are going to see him uh, in a different way. Yeah, he's going to be a big, ominous presence. Yes, and that, of course, is all folding out in 2015, like Lorraine said. It's all the news we got. Probably missed some stuff, but that's what happens when um, half of our news team is out of the country. I'm just as good as like no, six you did other great. People. You did great. Yeah, six <laughs> other people. God, yeah, the two of you have filled in admirably. Yeah, all right, this yeah, is normally yeah. where we take another break and go back out to Mark, but Mark's not here, so <laughs> we're just gonna keep going uh, to your questions and comments. As always, guys, if you want to send us questions and comments, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel on Twitter. And uh, we will respond. Another reminder that next week is going to be a This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club with Marvel Boy. If you haven't read it yet, go check it out. And for that, the hashtag is TWIMURC, T-W-I-M-U-R-C. First comment this week from Kieran Doherty. Are we going to be getting any more shiny covers like this from the 90s? I think I need some more. You guys can see on the back of this page what he's talking about. Night Thrasher number one, first kick butt issue. For kick butt first issue, I do own this. Um, <laughs> and the answer to that is we actually have a holofoil cover coming out for Death of Wolverine. I think all the issues have that. They have... Uh, yeah, all four issues. Yeah, all four issues have the... Uh, I forget. There's there's some clever name for it. It's uh, Etch a something. I don't know. Oh, oh. oh Weapon Etch. We- weapon weapon etch. etch. Joe Terabarelli. Really <laughs> proud that he came up with that. Yeah. So great job, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, and if you need them now, they have all those Age of Ultron, the Age of Ultron mm. specialty covers That's right. from last year, so you could always Foil get those. Embossed. Yeah, go to your local yeah. retailer and try that. What are you doing over there, Ian? You're just picking through just the papers. loves papers. Yeah. They're way out of order. Loves them. Just... They're not out of order. I put them in order. <laughs> also from Kieran Doherty, <laughs> Original Sin number three was excellent. The plot thickens. Yes, it does. And then we are over to one of our favorites, Gunhild Skilled, a regular contributor to This Week in Marvel. It's watching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and suddenly the fight music from Avengers Alliance showed up. Didn't know it came from there. Yes, I had a similar experience when I was watching that show, and uh, suddenly the music that plays all the time when you're playing Avengers Alliance came on when they were having a battle. So, you know. The magic of rights. Yeah, we we make the most of what we have here (laughs) at Marvel. Um... And she's shocked and appalled that I thought she was from Sweden. Where do you... Gunhild Skjold, where does that sound like to you? Nor- Norway? Norway. And both of you are right. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> thanks <laughs> Thanks for the backup. Raph AB says, Is that a coincidence that the last two guys who wrote about Magneto have as much hair as him? That being Cullen Bunn and Brian Michael Bendis. Mm. Uh, they're all bald. That's what we're yeah. saying here. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when Bendis got Magneto, he still had hair. And then he shaved him, or had Chris Pachalo do it. And then when Cullen Bunn took him over, he didn't give him his hair back. So yeah, maybe that's a thing. Well, you don't like you know you don't want helmet chafing. Yeah, but he's had it for years. You think he, he just now realized like, hey, hey, you don't want to make this fit better. Maybe his head has grown over time. That's true. And you need to make a little room. Yeah, or, or maybe he's just you know thinning in the back. Yeah, he just wants to I know what that's knock like. it all out. I know what that's like. That's why I won't let you shoot me from certain angles when I used to appear on The Watcher. <laughs> well, when you used what? to. Well, now I'm holding out for a better offer because the last part you offered me was not to my liking. I Yes, I know. I, know. I tried to make Ben play 
a pregnant man. And not he, only did you try to make me do it, you asked me, I said no, and then you sent like a group email out <laughs> implying that I had said yes. In my in defense, hopes that I would, I don't know, like forget and be like, oh, I must, I guess I said yes. In my defense, I had sent that email before I realized you had replied. Oh, okay. So, in poor defense. Yeah, well, you'll never know. <laughs> uh, Twimperious Rex, who has a twin-related Twitter name, which we love. Catching up on Magneto, I'll never look at paper clips in the same way again. This series is really something special. It, Absolutely, it is, and gritty. Yeah, at times. Pa- paper clips. Yep. Can't can't use them no more. <laughs> Scott, bad yeah, bad experiences. <laughs> Scott Hutchinson took your advice and brought elect, um, bought Electra Assassin only a few pages in and totally hooked. It is a Frank Miller book, so no surprise. Also picked up Deadpool 29 and Avengers 30, waiting for Original Sin 2 before reading Avengers. Love Deadpool time traveling. We had more of that this week. Who we, doesn't love Deadpool time traveling? Just messing up Ian? all the different places. Oh, how Deadpool do you, time traveling. How do you feel about it? Oh, um, I'm all for it. There you go. Okay, sorry we had a little interruption there, uh, but we're back, and if Blake edits this, like, I know he will, you won't even realize that we were gone, so I probably shouldn't have given that explanation. Um, so HWV says, last week, Twim was Avengers 30. The future looked amazing, but the price was too bloody. <gasps> Hashtag Stark's fault. Ooh. Can we get Jonathan Hickman to do a run on Iron Man? He has a great take on how Tony functions as a flawed hero. That seems like a really good fit, Jonathan Hickman on Iron Man. He uh, he likes the character, likes technology. Yeah, and he is a very uh, technically deep writer. Exactly. Uh, so that seems to go hand in hand together. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. We'll see what we can do, HW. And by that, I mean nothing because we don't really. We don't. We're not in charge yeah. of that. Next time we talk to Jonathan Hickman, we'll say, "Hey, buddy, you want to do that for us? <laughs> you want to you want to write some Iron Man? You want to pitch some stories over there? Yeah, and then we'll publish it at our <laughs> company." Marvelous. Um, <laughs> more from HW. Twim of the Week was New Warriors 5, where we see the team struggling to form and a peek to a darker game. Can we have more art? Adam's art, his original Sin collage, has been great and can't wait to see it completed. Well, HW View, uh, you got five more issues of Art Adam's covers for Original Sin. So, Bada yeah. Bang. You can have more. Done. Did it. Agent Twim. Uh, p- Basically shared a bunch of pictures from Dallas Comic Con. He got a picture with Stan Lee, said he touched his shoulder, got his Marvel Masterworks reprint of Giant Size X-Men number one signed by Len Wein, and then got a picture with Len Wein. He got Marvel Zombies hardcover signed by Arthur Sweetum, and then got his picture with Arthur Sweetum, and then got a free Nightcrawler lock sketch. So very cool, guys. Thanks, as always, for sharing your pictures with us. We can't share them on the podcast because it's a podcast. But um, maybe someday science will give us something. Oh, I don't dare hope. I uh, guess they call it video. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, reminds me, watch The Watcher on YouTube.com slash Marvel. <laughs> couldn't find Beard of Bees Pool. <laughs> that was a nice sigh there. Oh, oh me. <laughs> couldn't find Beard of Bees Pool from uh, Deadpool versus Deadpool. But I found several Deadpools, a Luigi Pool, Pirate Pool, and Panda Pool. Aww. Another picture, which we don't have. Uh, oh my god, I feel like I should have expected the reveal in Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number one, but I did not at all. So good. I'm going for brownie points this time. My new name is Agent Twim. Uh, we'll give you five twin points for that. I think it's a great name. Although when Agent M gets back, he may have different thoughts. Which you're cribbing his style. Is Hyperion ever a good guy for very long? Um, mm-hmm. It's all subjective, I guess, right? I mean, how good are any of us? <laughs> <laughs> Deep thoughts with the you, rain sink. You should get right with death. <laughs> yeah, get right with death. I period out a long stretch. I mean, he's been a member of the Squadron Supreme. They're kind of like edgy good guys. Um, a lot of alternate reality Hyperions have not been good. I think because the classic Hyperion story is Squadron Supreme, where he's right on the edge of being a bad guy. So when he gets brought in from a what if or something, the go to story tends to be, what if he went a little further? And then we see him as a jerk. But the, the one in Avengers is. Seems like a pretty good guy. But, you know, I think a lot of heroes, with the exception of maybe Captain America, usually straddle the line of what is in good taste and and what is truly right. Yeah. Deadpool number nine was so good. Thunderbolts was so good. I saw a bombastic Bagman mask in one of the Spider-Verse ads. Now I just need Spider-Side to be in it. Uh, Don't hold your breath on (laughs) Spider-Side. 
That's a that's a nineties character, guys. 90s he was he was he was something. <laughs> if was you want nineties, brute force. Brute force <laughs> is coming back, so you don't need Spider Side. Very interesting issue of Moon Knight, my favorite yet, because I actually understood it. Warren Ellis, man, he's a thinker. <laughs> I just found out about the Ultimate Graphic Novels collection. My trade paperback could be mainly uniform. I must have. And Howard the Duck trade paperback coming in January of 2019. So excites. Me too. So excites. Is that a thing? Is that a Twitter thing? I don't know. You're hip with kids. Is Uh, that a typo you think? I think that's a typo. I think it's a typo. But I like so excites better than so excited. I might start saying it. There you go. You just influenced Lorraine Sink, host of The Watcher. Host of Marvel's The Watcher. Thank you. <laughs> the Magoose, having a crappy day on the bright side. I did hear my tweet mentioned on this week in Marvel episode 135, so that made me smile. Thanks, guys. Guess Aww. what? You just got mentioned on episode 137. Oh man! Holy crap! It's amazing. And then it says, "Can't wait to read this crazy looking issue." And then posted, "Marvel team up number 137, Aunt May and Franklin Richards versus Galactus, Assistant Editors Month." Not what a do you hoax. guys? Yeah, what do you guys think? Not a what if, not an imaginary story. Aunt May is really flying, looking like Silver Surfer. Yeah, and her name in that issue? Golden Oldie. Oh. Golden Oldie, because she's gold. You can't see it there, but she is. And she ends up being the Herald of Galactus. It's tremendous. Man, I've never read this issue. I only know about it. I gotta be honest. I hope I'm, I, I never, somebody's never like, you know what would be a good hero name for you? Golden Golden Oldie. Oldie. Hey, Aunt May loves it, man. She'll take it. She embraces it. She's been through a lot. She embraces the power cosmic. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, Squirrelverse 1.1, renumbering himself to, uh, to relaunch his brand, I guess. Newsflash, I'll be getting new comics, actually, on hashtag new comic book day. And thanks to This Week in Marvel, we'll be picking up three extra titles. Aww. Very nice. Uh, on the next Marvel 75 edition of This Week in Marvel, I would love to hear what Peter Sanderson thinks of how movies show characters' origins. Uh, we will have Peter Sanderson back soon to talk about the 70s, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a special with him to talk about that. Cool. Tech Lord says, makes me laugh that this week in Marvel is hesitant about Drunk Pete. Hashtag Drunk Pete. Which is something from weeks ago that I don't even remember. But puts out an interview all about peyote and THC. Here's the score on that one. That was a Blake Garris interview. And I have no control over what Blake talks to his celebrity friends about, okay? That's true. So we do not endorse his his thoughts or feelings. Uh, the, the amazing Blake Garris and his amazing celebrity friends. I don't even, yeah, I don't even want to start. So take that up with him. X-Men First Classy. Since it's summer, I can pick whatever books I want from the library. So And then posted a pick, but I don't have it here. But I'm sure it's great. Uh, Uncanny Avengers is good. After number five, it really picks up. Also, number one through four notes, Rick Remender manages to give me nightmares of brains. You are welcome. What a wonderful summer. Yeah, Lorraine did that somehow. I we I talked to Rick. I was like, hey, Rick, can you make this mess with people's minds at yeah. night? Rick never yes. needs any encouragement to do <laughs> that. Ollie, oh, I was just about to download This Week in Marvel, but then you said Blake Garris is on and he hates us fans. Hashtag hater. But smiley faces and yeah. winky faces. Yeah, well, I don't even know what to make of this. It's a very mixed message. I think Ollie may be in love with Blake. I, th- I think this was, um, what is it, a burn and touch. Have you, have, are you familiar with this phrase? It's when you tease somebody and you yeah. burn them, but then you touch them like, <laughs> it's fine. Do, so you, it's, do you engage it's, in this? No, somebody told me I did that once. That makes sense. <laughs> Doesn't it? No. Mm. <laughs> w. Blaine Dowler calling back to last week's episode where Brian and I could not figure out the plural of wendigo says wendigo and wendigos are both correct as plurals according to dictionary.com why is wendigo on dictionary.com why not is it a real thing yeah wendigo's a thing it's like a yeti or it's just a marvel comics character which makes sense because that would be a random name yeah makes a lot of sense that's one to grow on i'm kind of disappointed it's not wendigai wendigi wendigi Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Der Dunkel, will any non-Marvel Universe properties, Miller World, U.S. of Murder Incorporated, etc., be available through Marvel Unlimited? Uh, they will not, sir or madam. Um, those are owned by Mark Miller, by Brian Bendis, all the folks who work through Icon, so we do not have the rights to put them on Marvel Unlimited. But we keep putting out the print stuff, so enjoy those. Chris Vaughn. 
I'm having serious issues with digital code stickers. I got interested in Magneto and picked up some back issues, and two of them are unreadable, and one, I can't even get the sticker off at all. Seriously, guys, I've mentioned this before. Way too much glue. I can't be the only one this is happening to. I find it odd that they're all Magneto. I will restrain myself from making some sort of, like, Magneto magnet glue joke. Mostly because he doesn't work on paper. Yeah, and I don't think it'd be funny. But uh, (laughs) sorry to hear that, Chris. Um, As always, the best thing you can do is email at Marvel Support, and they will report your issue to the appropriate parties. None of us in this room uh, put the stickers on the comics. Well, I don't know what Ian does. He's only here on appropriate parties. Yeah, Ian's only here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so maybe he does that on his off days. I don't know. It's possible. Mellow. Very excited for the Art of Marvel panel to start at Phoenix Comic Con. The art books are my weakness. Sorry you have a weakness, but hopefully that went well. And finally, from Will, listening to This Week in Marvel, number 136 podcast while running the Philly Odyssey Half Marathon and hashtag on your left. That's awesome that someone was listening to our podcast while running a marathon. That's the closest I'll get to running a marathon. Yeah. (laughs) That's... Sorry. That was... uh, I wow! I wonder how you did. Were you? Was it just like such white noise that you can just run, or were you distracted? Let yeah. us know. Yeah, let let us know how that helped you. Let us know. Anyways, that brings us to the end of episode number one thirty-seven. Wanna uh, super thank you to Lorraine for uh, on very short notice coming on and doing an awesome job on the podcast. You were phenomenal. Oh well, thank you so much for having me. We will have you back. Oh, next woo. time someone's out of town. You guys heard that, right? Yeah, you heard that? You are now the, like, Joan Rivers of our Tonight Show. <laughs> I have as much plastic surgery as she does. Oh. Just kidding. I don't. And thank you, Ian, for making your first appearance. You will be here weekly with us. No, thank you. No, thank you? No, thank no, you. No, thank you. Your, your intonation was very weird on that. <laughs> <laughs> Say no, comma, thank you. No, comma, thank you. Now I know what you're saying. Thanks. All right, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week in another episode. What are you pointing at And I'm, I'm supposed to remind you what? that if oh, you guys yeah. like this, you should go and you should click a bunch of stars on this and on write iTunes. a comment on iTunes yeah. and tell the world how much you like this so that other people will find us and like us too. Yeah, Lorraine understands podcasts, so now we are going to do better than ever. All right, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, this is Marvel, your universe. Bye.